0: Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome friends, this is Peter Herbeck, your host, and we're continuing this week to look at the newness of life that's at the heart of Christianity. I talked yesterday into the program yesterday, reading from the book of Revelation, where Jesus says, "I make all things new." He said, "See, I make all things new." And he's talking about the new heaven and the new earth. And John the the apostle, who's on the island of Patmos, some people think it was a different John, but you know, there we go. Nonetheless, he received a vision on the Lord's day, and the Lord, the glorious Lord, appeared to him and God's ultimate plan that Jesus spoke about, and the beauty and the the glory of it is revealed to him. And uh, not only is the, the final battle against the devil, the great tribulation and these kinds of things unfolding in the story of the book of Revelation, but also the ultimate destiny of the church and the ultimate destinies of human beings. In this beautiful passage, see, I make all things new. If you didn't have a chance to hear the program yesterday, I encourage you to go to our website at renewalministries.net. You can listen to the programs there, download and put on whatever device you want. And the best way to kind of get in the flow of what we're doing at Renewal Ministries and you folks here at Ave Maria as well, is download the, the apps, the Renewal Ministries app, the Ave Maria app, and you can listen to the programming anytime at your convenience. So today I want to kind of continue to build on that because I was talking about the the importance of being able to have what the scripture calls a transformed way of thinking to have a renewed mind that comes to us in the gift of the Holy Spirit. As we grow in holiness, as we apply our mind to the will of God, we apply our mind to the word of God and we take in the fullness of the word of God. And over time it renews our mind because uh, we know the scripture is God breathed. You know, it's a God's word is living and active and this word, as we take it in, it's the Holy Spirit who makes it a living reality in us and helps us have a renewed mind. I want to pick up today on just a just a verse from Romans chapter 6, verse 4, kind of continues the idea of the Lord making all things new. And where does that begin? Where do we connect with the kingdom? In Romans 6, is, Paul is talking about baptism. In verse 4, he said, Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into his death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father. So we too might walk in newness of life. So Jesus said, I make all things new. Where does that newness, what is the essence of the newness and when does it begin? How do we connect with it? The newness of life was in a person that's so why Jesus is the only savior of the world. Jesus came to give to the human race and really to all creation what no one else could do. No leader, no group of leaders, no religious leaders. It's Jesus alone who has within himself. Why? Because he's the very son of God. He's got the life of God in him as the, as one John, John said there in the first letter, what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've touched, we declare to you that the eternal life that was with the Father, has appeared to us. The life of heaven has come. The indestructible, glorious, eternal life of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has come to us in the incarnate Son of God. And he came that, Scripture says, that we may have life, Jesus himself said, and have it to the full. And what he means by that isn't just like, hey, we, we feel good. You know, we get the most zest for life and we get the most out of life on a daily basis or something and come out of dullness and boredom and, and live an amazing life. What he's talking about is a transfer of life. He gives us a new power and a new capacity to live a new way of life. So how do we access that life? We access it in baptism. What happens in baptism? Paul said, "Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into his death." In Christianity, is a dying and a rising. Every one of us, we're following the pattern of the Lord. The Lord died, became one of us, and He took on the sin of the human race the disease that was enslaving destroying the human race separating us from god a power no human being could overcome he took that the sin the rebellion the battle of the world the flesh and the devil the darkness of this world to himself in his on the cross in his humility his total Surrender in obedience to the Father in absolute trust to the love of the Father, he brought down the kingdom of darkness. he shed the devil, shed the blood that purified, took away sin. It was as Paul says, if the devil would have known what God had or the, the those who killed him would have known what or against him what God had planned, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory because ultimately the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, the pure blood of Christ, the precious blood of the eternal Son of God. Scripture said says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. That's what we saw for generations. The Israelite people offering sacrifices in the temple was a foretaste, a type of what Jesus was fulfilling, the offering to God, a pure offering to God. And what was offered to God was the absolute total love and obedience of his son, Jesus. And when that blood was shed, the whole regime of power of the kingdom of darkness that was dominating, enslaving the human race through the dominion of death, the fear of death, through the power of sin, sins of power, at work in the world. Death is a disordered energy that's at work in the world, enslaving human beings, the devil wielding these powers to slave human beings. And Jesus destroyed that power and made it possible. He disarmed the principalities and powers of this world and made it possible for human beings to come from death to life. And where that happens is in baptism. Remember, Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost, birth of the church, the fulfillment of the promise of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and under the anointing of the Spirit, which Jesus told them, wait and you will receive power from on high. I will clothe you with power. Then you'll testify to me. Then you'll witness to what I have done under the instruction, the inspiration, the power of the Holy Spirit. And Peter describes, he said, who Jesus is. He was the Son of God. It said, you killed him, but God raised him. He's living. Death could not hold him down. And he's the fulfillment of the promise to our fathers and the promise that he would put a Messiah, he would put one on the throne of David and he would rule forever and ever. And Peter said, God has made this one, Jesus, Lord in Christ, and he calls everyone now to repent, to come to him. And the people responded and said, Yes, yeah, so what should we do? And he said, Yes, yeah, repent. Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here it is, friends, this is the very essence, the core, the foundation of the Christian life. Repentance, baptism, For the forgiveness of sins, repentance is turn toward the Lord, receive him as Lord and Savior, accept the reality of his resurrection and the kingdom that's now bursting forth through him and moving in the world that's established now in the church through the gift of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Spirit. He said, repent and be baptized that your sins may be forgiven. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then uh, I believe was, he said a few sentences later, you know, flee the wrath to come. Turn because the world that's under the dominion of darkness has been judged by Jesus Christ on the cross. And the kingdom of darkness has already been ultimately defeated. And that kingdom will be destroyed. But everyone who's in that kingdom, everyone who's not yet come to new life in Christ or said yes to God in whatever way the Lord has shown them the light that gives them the opportunity without even maybe fully understanding it. As the church teaches, they've said yes to the light that God has given them by a response of their heart and mind really is a faith response to God's call and movement in their lives. But it's only the blood of Jesus that makes it possible for any human being to enter the kingdom of heaven. And so Paul is saying here in Romans 6, 4, you've been buried in baptism. So what does that mean? The death of Christ, the cross of Jesus Christ, that act of love by which we've died, that instrument of salvation, that is applied to us in our baptism. And the old man in us that says, my will be done, not your will be done. The power of the flesh to dominate us is put to death, the old man. Original sin is taken away. And as Paul said, uh, baptized into his death so that just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so too we may walk in newness of life. We're given, as Peter said, in baptism, the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the new life. It's God's life. And as we're purified in baptism, through being applied, the blood of Christ being applied to our lives, and the old man that had dominion over us is put to death, then the Holy Spirit is united to us, comes to us, sent by the Father, sent by the Son, to give us power to become children of God. A new humanity is born in us. Uh, the kingdom, the life of the King is born in us and given to us. And it says, we are, we are Receiving, Paul is essentially saying here, the beginning of the foretaste of the down payment of the very glory of the Father. The glory of the Father is given to us. Remember, we're a race of people who bear God's image, who were made for glory to share. Because of the sin of Adam and Eve, our forefathers and mother, we fell from glory. Jesus has come to raise us to glory. And that's what it means to enter the newness of life. The God life is in us. The Christ life is in us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's a new life that gives us a new power and a new capacity to live an entirely new way of life. That means we have a power at work in us that's stronger than the powers of sin and death. It's stronger than the flesh. You know, that self-centered ego in us. You know, the prophets of the Old Testament, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, foretold, you know, prophesied in the coming of the Messiah that God was going to give a new heart, a heart of flesh, the heart of Jesus that loves the Father. You know, and to me, you know, not just to me, but many people, you know, the epitome of it in the New Testament as it's expressed, of its actual outworking in our lives, is Romans 8. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, and we cry out, Romans 8 says, so that we not only see and believe in Jesus, but the love that Jesus has for the Father and the love of the Father has for the Son, the Holy Spirit brings us into it, and our hearts cry, Abba, Father, and we see God as our Father. Blessed be God, friends. Have a great day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.